Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. A report finds more talk than action against low-value care, a study finds the savings by ACOs may be overstated, and CMS wants electronic prior authorization for Part D drugs. Welcome to This Week in Managed Care, I'm Laura Jost. discussion about cutting spending on unnecessary medical care. Getting rid of low-value care isn't easy, a new report has found. The Research Consortium for Healthcare Value Assessment said this week that between 2014 and 2016, spending on five high-value services rose 17%, but spending on low-value services went up too by 2%. The five low-value services included in the analysis, which were identified by the Value-Based Insurance Design Task Force on low-value care, were vitamin D screening tests, prostate-specific antigen screening for men over age 75, unneeded tests and labs prior to low-risk surgery, imaging for uncomplicated low back pain within six weeks of diagnosis, and using a brand-name drug when a generic substitute is available. The use of brand-name drugs over generics accounted for $1.5 billion of $3 billion in unnecessary spending, while vitamin D testing cost $616 million said Corwin Ryan, a senior analyst at Altarum and lead author of the paper. Our findings suggest that even though there has been significant discussion on reducing low-value care services in the system, to date, the reduction has been relatively modest. However, the increase in spending on the selected high-value services is a positive indicator and presents an opportunity for future measurement and analysis. A new study in the Annals of Internal Medicine challenges a major tenet of healthcare transformation, that the Medicare Shared Savings Program has helped accountable care organizations save money and improve quality of care. With more than 900 contracts that cover 32 million lives in the United States, ACOs have been the chief vehicle for shifting away from fee-for-service reimbursement, and CMS has used the Medicare Shared Savings Program as the carrot to fuel their existence. But the investigators in the study, who examined Medicare claims, total spending, four quality indicators, and hospitalization for hip fractures, found results suggest that the apparent success of ACOs may have been driven by pushing out high-cost physicians and their patients. The National Association of ACOs has reported that the MSSP has saved the government $542 million since 2013. The group issued a response. This paper is not an indictment of the real savings ACOs have generated, but further evidence of how the model is unfolding. We know ACOs on the whole are saving Medicare money. CMS wants to update electronic prescribing standards to make it easier for Medicare beneficiaries to get prescriptions. A new rule proposed this week would allow clinicians to complete prior authorizations online through a streamlined process. CMS said clinicians who choose the electronic option can complete prior authorization in real time before a prescription is sent to the pharmacy. The hope is that seniors will no longer get to the counter and find out their prescription cannot be filled. Said CMS Administrator Seema Verma, Improving patients' access to prescription drugs is a top priority for CMS. The proposed rule would reduce the time it takes for a patient to receive the needed medications and ease the prescriber burden by giving clinicians the flexibility and choice to complete prior authorization transactions electronically. Novo Nordisk's loraglutide received FDA approval this week for pediatric patients as young as age 10 who have type 2 diabetes. 
FDA's action marks the first approval for a new type 2 diabetes drug in youth since the approval of metformin nearly 20 years ago. The need for new treatments is driven by rising childhood obesity, and liraglutide is known to also help patients lose weight. A study published by the National Institutes of Health found that the rates of type 2 diabetes in youth up to age 19 had climbed 4.8% between 2002 and 2012. However, another report this week offers hope that childhood obesity could move in the other direction. A research letter in JAMA states that obesity rates for toddlers enrolled in the Women, Infants, and Children's Nutrition Program have remained lower since a decline was first reported in 2014. The drop is believed to be linked to changes that require healthier foods in the WIC package. Finally, do you know an emerging leader in managed care? Each year, the American Journal of Managed Care presents the Sima S. Sonat Emerging Leader in Managed Care Research Award to recognize an individual whose early achievements in managed care demonstrate the potential for making long-term contributions as a leader in the field. We are accepting nominees now who must be less than five years from the receipt of their highest degree or less than seven years from their first full-time position. We are accepting nominations through June 30th. For more information on nominations, visit AJMC.com. For all of us at the Managed Markets News Network, I'm Laura Jost. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about any of the stories in this podcast, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.